Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We serve an awesome God. We serve a great God. Hallelujah. Let's get our Bibles today, and we're going to study in the Word of the Lord. Last week, we talked to you about the name of Jesus being the access to heaven. Tonight, I want to talk to you about praying in the name of Jesus, what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. Praise God. John chapter 14 and verse 13 and 14. John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Jesus said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. He said it not once, but twice in just that conversation. What you're going to do is ask or pray in his name. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word today. Lord, and we are so thankful that we know your name. Lord, for your name, O God, is great and greatly to be praised. O God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for knowing that precious name. And we pray in that name. We preach in that name, God, and we worship in that name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Great to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Y'all look good. Amen. Great folks. The angel of the Lord spoke and said in Matthew 1 and 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Shall call his name Jesus. I like how it's capitalized there. Jesus. When you, when you see things like this, this is, this is the, 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 the scribes and the transcribers understood what a name meant and capitalization was very important. It was to get the emphasis of his power and deity, and he is going to save his people from their sins. No name brings such stark reaction like Jesus Christ. It is a name that is hated, hated above Muhammad, Confucius, Buddha, hated beyond other names. I think that there are some people that hate Jesus' name above names like Hitler and Nero and 
and Mussolini, and they hate that name. And Jesus said, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate you because they hate me. They hate that name. That it is even through society, nobody stubs their toe and says, oh, Buddha. Nobody hits their thumb with the hammer and says, well, Hare Krishna. Around the world, they use the name of Jesus to, to try to diminish. And I think that's hell's scheme. Hell doesn't fight Buddha. Satan isn't fighting Muhammad. Doesn't need to because they're... <clears throat> John 1 and 12, or John 1 and 11 rather. And he came unto his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And you know the wonderful scripture, Philippians 2 and 9, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So that means he is to be acknowledged in heaven, so he's Lord of heaven. His name is to be acknowledged in earth, he's Lord of earth. He's uh, things under the earth, amen, everywhere you can think of, every principality, every power is to confess one day that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is the only name that can get you to heaven. Not just my thoughts, the Bible's thoughts. <clears throat> we find that Jesus was God's eternal dream dramatized for the saving of humanity Amen. He was the hope of heaven realized for man's deliverance. He was a God's amazing love materialized in a man. Within him, justice and mercy was personified. He was the eternal beauty and glory of God, adorning, amen, a human flesh. In him was all the glory, the fullness of God manifested bodily. He was righteousness and peace in a glorious embrace. He was immortal truth transfixed in flesh. This Jesus, there's something about the name of Jesus. There's something about the name of Jesus. If you're weak, he's strength. His name you can call on can be made strength for those who are weak. Amen. In Jesus' name, the tested and tried find triumph. In Jesus' name, the vulnerable and the broken find protection. In the name of Jesus, the sick find healing. In the name of Jesus, the dead are raised. Lepers are cleansed. Captives are set free. In the name of Jesus, the possessed are delivered. In the name of Jesus, sinners are saved. In the name of of Jesus. I want to tell you today that Jesus in Jesus' name is an access that cannot be disconnected. Is an assurance that cannot be disappointed. Is an attraction that, that can never be dethroned. Amen. This Jesus, his name, his character, his glory, his power is all synonymous. When you say the name of Jesus, you don't just say a name. You're saying what is the character and the person and the, and the authority behind that name. 
Hebrews 1 and 4 said that Jesus inherited his name. And 1 and 4 being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. Amen. Is it any wonder that we're commanded to gather in his name? We're commanded to cast out devils and speak in tongues in his name. Amen. The Holy Spirit baptism comes by his name. Look at John 14 and 26. But the comforter which is the the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, in my name. Amen. The Holy Ghost comes by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We have the victory in his name. We give thanks always for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in Ephesians 5 and 20, we're to ask in his name, John 14. We're to be baptized in his name. Hallelujah. Pray in his name. Worship in his name. History is lined with great people, people whose name is synonymous with greatness and wonder and excellence and power. The finest statements of Greece and Rome have come and gone. Famous past scientists, philosophers, and theologians have faded into the fog of, of history. Conquerors and kings and self-exalted demagogues have all faded off the scene, yet Jesus remains. Yet Jesus remains. I'm telling you, I want to I remind you how important that name is. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 41, he said, The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they, repent, they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The queen of the south shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus said, behold, a greater, a greater than Solomon is here. Sir Isaac Newton was known as a brilliant scientist, but I want to tell you, I stand to ri I rise to tell you today that a greater than Newton is here. The name Julius Caesar, the conquering uh, 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 general of Rome that led Rome from a republic to an empire, but I want to tell you there's a greater than Caesar that is here. <clears throat> I could talk about Tesla, and I'd tell you about Edison, Benjamin Franklin, amen, Abraham. Abraham Lincoln, I, I talk about Leonardo da Vinci and Martin Luther King and uh, uh, Nelson Mandela and I, let's talk about uh, Gandhi and, uh, and Einstein and Socrates and Churchill and, and Washington and, and Stephen Hawkins and, and Plato. But I stand to tell you today, a greater than any of these is here. The name of Jesus. Jesus stands from the highest pinnacle of glory. Amen. And proclaimed of God had has been acknowledged by angels, adored by saints, feared by devils, and risen. Amen. Living Savior. He's not here. He is risen. No other prophet could say that. No other teacher can say that. No other Messiah can say that. I want you to know why you pray in the name of Jesus. No wonder Paul wrote in Colossians 3 and 17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God 
by giving thanks to the Father by him. There's no other name that heals, delivers, and saves. There's no other name that we are to pray in. Let's talk about that. John 16 and 24. Look at that with me. Praise God. Don't you love the word? John 16, 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Can I tell you, slip in the phrase, in the name of Jesus, at the end of telling God what I want, how I want it, when I want it, and when to do it, is not praying in the name of Jesus. Just cause a person tags the name of Jesus to a prayer does not make it a legitimate prayer. Remember what prayer is? Prayer is us bringing our petition to God. It is, it is bringing a legal uh, petition to the court of heaven. And Jesus is our mediator, but the man, Christ Jesus, is the mediator. So it's in his name we bring that. And if we don't understand what it means to bring that in his name, we can be bringing a prayer request illegally illegitimately and we wonder lord why aren't you answering lord why aren't you i prayed that and i said in the name of jesus really amen praying in the name of jesus is more than an expression it is more than just saying someone's name or naming something it's greater than a religious terminology praying in the name of jesus has to do with his identity and his character with his conduct, with his will, with his authority, amen, as you invoke his name, you're invoking these things. His name gives us access to the throne room. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. Jesus' name is the legal authority to get to heaven. It's the legal authority to get connected to heaven. And it is the legal authority to pray the power of God into a situation <clears throat> praying in the name of Jesus requires that we know the Jesus that we're invoking Let me say that again praying in the name of Jesus requires that we know the Jesus that we are invoking let me show you Romans 14 <clears throat> Romans 14 and 8 whether we live whether we live we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord, might be Lord both of the dead and the living. What is he saying? There's only two options in life. Living and dying. You're either living or dead. And, and so live or die, you're, you and I are not our own. We belong to the Lord. He's the Lord of our life. Belonging to the Lord means I've surrendered to his lordship. Jesus demands this in our life. Lordship is total surrender and submission to his way, his will, his character, his authority, his word. Amen. Because he's the king. He saved me. He filled me with his spirit. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. And being in 
the fact that if I understand the lordship of Jesus Christ, if I'm submitted to him, then I know that. And when I pray, I pray in that understanding. And when I declare in the name of Jesus, I'm saying, I'm submitted to you, Lord. I'm following you, Lord. Whatever you want, whatever your way is. Praise the Lord. I, I, want to, I want to jump down, uh, if it would, to Colossians 3 and 17. I want to show you how lordship is connected to the name. I just read this a few minutes ago, but I'm going to read it again. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Some people look like this. I slap somebody up the side of the head. And so I'm all right as long as I say in the name of Jesus. Well, whoop. I don't like you in the name of Jesus. Doing all in, everybody say in, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever we say, whatever we do, because that's what he said. Whatever you do in word, in post, in text, in video, in conversation, whatever you do in word or in deed, whatever actions you do, whatever thing that you, you, you set your fingers to do, whatever, you, that covers everything, must come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Paul didn't stop. I know a lot of time we want to we want we read that scripture and because it's so powerful, we read it and we go on. But look at this. Colossians chapter 3, the next verse, 18. Okay, whatever you do, do all in the name of Jesus. And then he doesn't take a breath. He goes, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. What is he doing? He said, I'm telling you what it means to do all things in the name of Jesus. He gets practical. He says, wives, submit yourselves unto your husband as fit as the Lord. Let's read through this. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for that is well pleasing of the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service or as man pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. Amen. And then verse 24, knowing that that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. You serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Jesus must be Lord in our actions and our words when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our home, when it comes to our family, when it comes to our children, when it comes to our jobs. Wives, I'm just going chronologically as he did. Wives, does the way you submit and support your husband honor the lordship of Jesus Christ? If not, it's not being done in the name of Jesus. Does that character of, of, of relationship mirror the understanding and relationship of Christ? Well, you know, back years ago, we had what would Jesus do? 
Yes. What would he do in this relationship? Husbands, how about us? Do we love our, our wives in a way that pleases the Lord? Do we love our wives as Christ loved the church? That's what he means. In the name of the Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, you were shouting with me about Jesus' name a while ago. Now let's pull our toes under the seat and, and watch out for stepping. Therefore we find that wives submit as unto the Lord and not in the name of their husband, but in the name of the Lord. Submission is done not in the name of the husband. Love is done not in the name of the wife, but rather in the name of the Lord. What you're saying... I want to adopt his character as being this, this part of this relationship. I want to adopt his traits. Amen. Do you realize that he told the husbands and wives to do different things that does not come natural to them? I wish I had somebody helping me tonight. <laughs> it doesn't come natural. We men are lost as a goose not knowing what kind of thing love looks like. Got some bold men, raise a hand with me. Oh, don't have a clue, don't understand. I, I, I'm so thankful God gave me such a wonderful wife. I was clueless when it come to romance. I was raised in a home with, five, with four boys beside myself. No girls. Sorry, honey. I hope I've improved. <clears throat> but we're to do it in the name, in the character, in the attitude, in the spirit, and the understanding of Jesus Christ. And because he's our Lord, it's not a matter of who we're married to. It's who we're submitted to. You see, a man must be submitted to Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. And do things in loving his wife in relationship as in the name of the Lord Jesus. Children, amen, being surrendered to the lordship of Christ with your kids, amen, we understand children are to obey the parent as this is pleasing to the Lord. Somebody say, that's good stuff. Fathers, how are we treating our children? Are we doing it in the name of the Lord? Do we stir them up with bitterness? Do we provoke them and intentionally irritate them? I'm preaching, daddies. If that's the case, then we are not doing it in the name of the Lord. How about on the job? That's what Paul talks about when he talks about servants. He's talking about where you work. How's your relationship with your employer or with your employees? Does it fall under the lordship of Jesus Christ? If not, you're not doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I, I watch people today that, that begin to pray and, and, and they say, oh God, help my finances. Lord, help my finances. Very well. Amen. I've, I'm, I'm going to sidebar just for a minute. I'm going to teach about a three-minute Bible study on money. Money walks up and finances and blessings. Blessings walk on two legs. Two legs. One leg is Generosity. The other are sacrificial giving. The other is stewardship. I've found out that if you miss one of these, you're hobbled. You can't move. 
you can be generous out your ears, but stewardship gets you prepared to be generous. Saving, managing your money, investing, and... and My three minutes is up. Here's what I understand today that is, is alarming. is people pray to be married to somebody that's not the will of God. But they can say, oh, Lord, let me win him or her in Jesus' name. Coveting after an item that somebody else has. Lord, I want that in Jesus' name. That's no Somebody say that's not in the character of Christ. It's not in the character of Christ. <clears throat> Amen. Praying in the name of Jesus without being in Jesus when it comes to lordship is the reason why so many people are frustrated in their prayers and have their prayers not answered. Why? They're doing it illegally. They're praying illegally. Amen. And we can pray until we're blue in the face. But those that are the children of God need to understand that if they will build a relationship in prayer with Jesus, when the time comes to ask what you will, we, then know, <clears throat> we know the authority, we know the character, we understand his will, and therefore can pray. <clears throat> oh, praise God. Look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say in that day, Lord, 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 have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. I never knew you. I was not in an intimate position with you, an intimate relationship with you. One cannot call him Lord and then make excuses for not obeying him. Amen. It's time that the church of the living God say yes. When he says go, we go. When he says move, we move. When he says do this, we do it. Talk to that person. Be in this place. Amen. We must be sensitive in our obedience to Christ. So we must be careful when we say we pray in the name of Jesus. We're praying in his authority and in a relationship of him being Lord. Somebody say amen. In Luke chapter 9 is an interesting, it's a long chapter. It's an interesting chapter. Let me give you some highlights. Luke opens with Jesus giving his disciples power and authority to go over, cast out, and march over all devils, cure diseases. And Jesus sent them out to preach the gospel and heal the sick. Next, we find the recording of the feeding of the 5,000. Miraculous event. Jesus fed the 5,000. Later on in this chapter, Peter, we find that Luke records Peter's revelation. It is in this particular chapter in Luke that, that, that Peter gives the revelation that you are the Christ. 
You're the Christ of God, is what Luke records. It is here that Luke brings to us the glorious encounter of Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration where they see Moses and Elias, and they have a wonderful, wonderful experience. Come down the mountain, and Jesus cast out an unclean spirit from a father's suffering son. Okay, you got miracle, 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 mighty, mighty work of God happening one after another. And then in Luke chapter 9 and verse 49, John answering and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. And we did the righteous thing. We forbade him. You don't have my card You're not in my group. You're not a part of this particular church. You're not a part of this particular way. You haven't been hanging out with Jesus. And he said, we forbade him. I like that. We're tough. Cast out devils and and, 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 and telling people quit praying to cast out devils. I find that humorous. I, I don't know. But they said, because he followeth not us. And Jesus said unto him, forbid him not. Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. Don't fight against that. Somebody doing something in the name of Jesus, let it go. Somebody say amen, let it go. This shows the attitude of Christ. Leave those folks alone. Let them be. Don't put limits on my name. You don't, you're, not, you're not the name police. You can't can't pray that way. You don't pray that way. You don't say, don't you dare use in the name of Jesus because, you you know, you got green eyes or bald head or whatever the case may be. If that was it, that would be sad enough. But look at the next story, the next section, verse 51, Luke 9. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. You know, the one that met with a, the, uh, a woman of ill repute, uh, real repute at the well. You know, Jesus is coming. Get ready for him. Then look at verse 53. And they did not receive him because his face was though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, so the the people got offended, and they're not going to allow, you know, they're not going to bring him comfort. They're not going to, they were upset that he wasn't going to stay. And, And so James and John saw this, and look what they said. Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? Lord, Look at these people. Look how they're living. Look what they're doing. Look how they did not receive you. You want us? We'll just pray fire down. We'll pray fire down. But he turned and rebuked them. Listen to what he says. You know not what manner of spirit ye are of. Then he clarifies, for the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Praying in the name of Jesus means we pray in the attitude of Jesus. 
or the Spirit. We cannot claim to pray in his name and at the same time pray judgment, criticism, condemnation, cynicism upon people. You know, ah, you know. okay, we're praying this week for our nation. And you know those radicals, those radicals? God, get them. Just part, fire down upon them. Lord Jesus, would you destroy Antifa? God, would you just get rid of all those crazies and, and those real lefty liberals that are so anti-God? Let the fire from glory come upon them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What Jesus is saying, if you're going to pray in my name, you got to pray in my spirit. And his was, I didn't come to, to destroy. I come to save. So if you're going to pray for those ruffians, and if you're going to pray for those who are being drug around by the nose by the devil, if you're going to pray for them, pray they get delivered. Pray that they get set free. Pray that they get saved. Pray they get baptized in Jesus' name. Pray that they get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what we've got to be praying is in the attitude. So we pray in the Lordship, and we pray in the attitude or the Spirit of Christ. The next thing is that we pray in the will of Christ. Keep in mind this, the rest of the story Mr. Paul Harvey would have to write, keep in mind this, John the forbidder, John the forbidder, John the fire caller was the one after the upper room is <laughs> writing an entire book, an entire series on loving people. <laughs> I think that's awesome. People change when they get to the Holy Ghost. I said people change when they get the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, let me read from that. 1 John 5, 13. 1 John 5, 13. This is after John has got saved from calling fire down from heaven and praying in the wrong spirit. 1 John 5, 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that, may, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Whams that twice. And this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will. According to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. The verse represents the true essence of praying in the name of Jesus. Praying in the name of Jesus is first believing in that name and understanding that name and understanding his character, his lordship, his spirit, understanding the attitude of Christ and the way Christ thinks and the way Christ, that's what we do. We are on a quest to know him. As Paul said, that I may know him. Why is that so important? Because when the day comes, I have to take my petition and my prayer to the Lord. I can do it in a quick manner. I watched with my own eyes at the age of seven, my dad pray. My drowned brother, who was dead for an hour and a half, prayed him back to life. 
My dad didn't have to stop and do a Bible study. Who is Jesus? He didn't have to stop and say, let me get everything right. Let me get everything in. And I want to make sure that he's Lord of my life. No, when you live him as Lord, when you live him as Lord, then all of a sudden when your situation comes that you've got to take an immediate petition to the Lord, you can do so in the name of Jesus. Why? I know his character. I know how he thinks. And this would be something he would want me to pray. It's his will to heal. Pray it. Not everybody gets healed. And I don't have, I don't have, it's above my pay grade to understand that. But on the other side, he has the answer. He's still Lord. He's still Lord. He's still Lord. Amen. Praying in the name of Jesus is to pray the will of God. It is praying for God to answer with his intentions and best interest, not mine. When you pray this week for your nation, pray the will of God. Pray the will of God for the church. Pray the will of God for the people that live in this nation. Amen. When you pray in the name of Jesus, it is being obedient and being willing to follow on a first command. Amen. He chooses to answer. So we pray and we say, you answer how you want, but answer. Here's the way I've, I, I, I heard someone say this one time and I'll break it down as they did. There's three answers, three ways God answers. Yes, no, wait a while. Yes, no, wait a while. So we pray in the will of God. We learn the will of God by studying his word, by developing our faith, by learning his character, by being nurtured by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praying in his name means more than just the phrase at the end of a prayer. In the name of Jesus. Since I've been studying this, every time I say it, in my head, I'm going back and saying, oh, Lord, I know your character. I don't want to waste his name. How many of you have ever prayed and all you could say was, Jesus? Anybody? All you could say was, Jesus. In that name, that name immediately, you had a courtroom encounter with God in a split of a split of a split of a split of a split second. As soon as it got out of your mind, not just your mouth, but out of your mind, when you say that, there is a mediation that begins to happen by Jesus Christ, the man, hallelujah, that says, let me bring that to the, to the throne room. Let me be, bring that to the court of heaven. Let me bring it to the throne room. And then he goes and sits on that throne and answers so in that name he picks up that prayer and he takes it to the throne amen and he answers as the high priest he mediates for us and he comes as our go-between and then he's also the answer he's the lion and the lamb again john 14 13 Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in, in my name, everybody say in. 
I said this to you the other day, but I want to say it again. The word in is a primary preposition denoting a fixed position. Position. 